When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. Today is a very big day for your girl, Nicole Lappin. I just got into New York City and I have Good Morning America this morning. No big deal. And then the Webby Awards tonight. It is a pretty big Monday, but it's not all glitz and glamour over here. We have some mic issues, so I'm recording this episode on my phone. We're going to roll with it because the show must go on. Today on GMA, I'm going to be talking about the perilous state of the debt ceiling. And I wanted to give you, my money rehabbers, the exclusive scoop before I go on air. So let's start with this. WTF is the problem with the debt ceiling. So here's the deal. Right now, the debt ceiling in the United States is set at $31.4 trillion, and we're currently a smidge over that. The debt ceiling is the limit that Congress needs to decide on. In practice, this means that if the country goes over the debt ceiling, the government needs to get it together and agree on a budget. If the budget isn't agreed upon, then some federal services simply can't operate, and America goes into a government shutdown. A government shutdown could mean delays or pauses to Social Security payments, child tax payments, veterans payments, funding for people affected by natural disasters, child nutrition programs, and paychecks for federal employees. Plus, people can't take advantage of government programs like national parks or passport services, and so on. Typically, a government shutdown does not mean a complete shutdown. Government employees that are designated as essential, like TSA and border protection, air traffic control, law enforcement, and power grid maintenance, continue to operate. But sometimes, those employees don't get paid until the shutdown is lifted. You might remember in 2019, there was the longest government shutdown in U.S. history under President Trump. It was 35 days, and over that time, federal employees were not paid. We don't want to go back there again. It is America and it is 2023. No one should be working for free. Federal employees do get paid, but there is a long delay. And frankly, that shouldn't happen either. Overall, a shutdown is bad for the economy. And even worse, if the debt ceiling isn't raised, the U.S. government could actually default on its loans for the first time in history. This trouble signals instability to the world, which is bad for the global economy and the U.S. stock market. All in all, it sounds like this should be a no-brainer, right? Why doesn't the government just raise the roof already? Well, the issue is that Congress needs to authorize the debt ceiling, which means bipartisan cooperation and... Damn, that is a tall order. Whenever Republicans and Democrats need to come together to make something happen, things get tricky. It turns into a what have you done for me lately situation where politicians say, sure, I'll agree to your terms if and only if you give me what I want. 
those conversations seldom happen quickly. Republicans want to reduce future debt by cutting government spending in discretionary areas like education and canceling a lot of green energy tax breaks. Democrats have a plan to tax billionaires and giant corporations with the goal of reducing the national debt by $3 trillion over the next 10 years. But since, again, the total debt is $31.4 trillion, there is a long way to go. So to draw a clear line between the points we've talked about so far, the thing to understand is that this is a standoff in Washington, not a true crisis. So the country is not broke. Plenty of countries would be stoked to lend the U.S. money. But because of what is essentially a big budgeting argument, we can't get that money. The easiest way to explain this is imagine you're a college student and you pay tuition with student loans and those checks get sent to your mom's house. And then you and your mom get in a big fight and she kicks you out and holds the checks. The money is there to pay for your tuition, but you just can't get to it until you make nice with mom. Also, this is not a surprise. Again, this debt that we're talking about is what lawmakers already signed us up for with the laws they passed and money that is good as spent. So this is a lot of fuss for something that we could have seen a mile away. It's like swiping your credit card and then complaining that you all of a sudden have a credit card bill. That choice was on you, boo. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. could default on its loans as early as June 1st. So in all likelihood, the debt ceiling will be lifted again, but it might be a rocky road to get there. And while a government shutdown isn't likely, it's happened before. So here are three things you should do to prepare for whatever comes next. Number one, prepare your emergency savings plan. You know the drill. Three to six months of living expenses in the bank would be great to have squirreled away in case of an emergency, and ideally in an account that's liquid, meaning easily accessible. But this is especially important if you're a federal worker, like a TSA agent or a member of the Coast Guard. Because again, in the past, government workers didn't get their checks. Historically, Medicare and Medicaid payments have been protected during debt ceiling fights. But if it goes on long enough, those could be affected as well. So if you or your family members depend on the government for money, start thinking about what life would look like without it for a few weeks. Call your mortgage company now and ask if forbearance is an option if a shutdown happens and ask what kind of paperwork you would need to file so that you're ready with a plan if your paycheck is late. You'll get paid eventually, but it's important to prepare for a situation if that money is a few weeks or more late. Number two, take advantage of treasuries. Right now, three-month T-bills, those are treasuries or short-term bonds issued by the government, are at 20-year highs at over 5%. This is factoring in the default risk. So remember, bonds are like IOUs. If the person you are letting borrow your money is perceived as risky or there's a chance you'll never get your initial investment back, then you'll want a higher rate of return for lending them your money in the first place. But generally, the stock market and the bond markets will be rocky. So put your blinders on and keep a long-term perspective. Number three, go for gold. Generally speaking, during times of economic uncertainty, gold has done really well as a flight to safety. There are several ways you can get exposure to gold. Buying into gold exchange-traded funds or ETFs or investing in public gold mining companies. Gold prices are pretty high right now, so there might be a limit to how much higher they could go. But historically, market forces like a debt ceiling standoff 
have caused them to go higher. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Like any fight that happens in Washington, these unresolved debt ceiling conversations will be no good for the stock market. So we need to keep our horizons long. Any I'm here for a good time, not a long time attitude will not work with the current stock market. So keep your blinders on. Don't panic. Don't liquidate your brokerage account. Focus on treasuries. Chill, rinse and repeat. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one -on -one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.